Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast weekly sermon podcast. Due to the coronavirus crisis, we're holding church services online until further notice, and we encourage you to join us. Tune in on Sundays at one of our four online broadcast times, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., or 8 p.m. For info and updates, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at New Life SoCo and visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's an encouraging word. Luke chapter 23, verse 34 says, While they were nailing Jesus to the cross, he prayed over and over, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. The soldiers, after they crucified him, gambled over his clothing. Jesus prayed over and over as they were crucifying him, as they were mocking him, as they were beating him, as they were flogging him, spitting on him. With every blow, Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them. With every single mockery, Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them. I think the cross as a lot of teachers. We find ourselves in this global pandemic. The coronavirus has affected all of us. And it doesn't discriminate. It has affected people from all over the world, from all walks of life. It's affected white people, black people, Latinos, Hispanic, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservative. It's affected every single one of us. And what's interesting is I've seen so many different responses to this virus and to this crisis. Some have accused other people of not taking it seriously enough. Some are so afraid that they're taking the social distance to a whole another level don't want to associate with anybody. You know, here at the church, we've seen some interesting responses as we're doing our best to help people. I've heard people say, you're helping crackheads by giving them gift cards. Even in crisis, we think we're better than other people. Amazing to me how we're responding to this crisis. Some have complained that we haven't given them enough. And some are protecting themselves so much from this virus that we're almost making it an excuse to not show compassion to one another. In a way, I think I've been saying this since the beginning of this crisis, that in a way, crises have a way of exposing what's really in us. That there are deep discriminations in all of us that's hitting inside all of us. And the reason why I believe is because, my friends, we all have been infected by an even more dangerous virus. We all have been affected and infected by a virus we call sin. And it's something we've been dealing with since the beginning of time. Since the days of Adam and Eve, we've been dealing with this internal crisis that's inside all of us. This virus 
has made us turn away from God. It made us turn away from each other. It has made us hate. From the beginning, you saw that it was this virus that infected Cain and made him kill his brother Abel. And since then, we've been killing each other, physically, emotionally, verbally. We've gone to war in the name of religion, not realizing that perhaps it's a deeper virus that's affected us. And we have tried so many things to try to get away from it, but it has made us racist, it's made us bigots, it's made us selfish. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. We've tried many things to try to get rid of this virus called sin. We've tried to, to, even to deny the existence of God. So hopefully that, I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to think about it. We've immersed ourselves in work. We've tried to explore science to give us answers. We try to escape it through entertainment. We've tried to cope it with drugs, alcohol, and even sex. We even try to create thousands of religions to deal with this pandemic that lives inside all of us. But still, we can't seem to get away from it. And just like this coronavirus, sin does not discriminate. It doesn't care if you're religious, irreligious, atheist, agnostic, or the nicest person in the world. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned. And we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And it affects us all differently. And we all show different symptoms of it. Some of us, we sin very quietly, very discreetly. Some of us, loudly about our sins. Some think they're superior to others. Other people feel that they're inferior to others. But the bottom line is all of us have been infected and affected by sin. To cure this sin, we need something outside of ourselves. We need something that hasn't been affected by our nature. And that's only one person qualified to pay for the penalties of sin and to give us the peace and to cleanse our conscience from guilt and shame that we all feel. And my friends, the only one qualified with the perfect blood type is Jesus. Sin requires a perfect sacrifice. This is where Jesus and the cross comes into play. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, tells you this, Jesus, He is the high priest who perfectly fits our need, holy, without a trace of evil, without the ability to deceive, incapable of sin, and exalted beyond the heavens. He's the only qualified Savior that we all need. See, Jesus died for all, the Bible tells us. For God so loved the world that He sent Jesus. No one is qualified, yet all are invited 
to receive the forgiveness for our sins. Hebrews goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 9, it tells you yet, yeah, how much more will the sacred blood of the Messiah thoroughly cleanse our conscience? For by the power of the eternal spirit, he has offered himself to God as the perfect sacrifice that now frees us from our dead works to worship and serve the living God. So Jesus is the one who has enacted a new covenant with a new relationship with God so that those who accept the invitation will receive the eternal inheritance he has promised to his heirs. For he died to release us from the guilt of the violations committed under the first covenant. Covenant meaning agreement. We couldn't keep our bargain. We couldn't keep the agreement. So Jesus had to come and do it for us. And, and actually our sacrifices were not enough. And they will never be enough. The cross, my friends, exposes man-made religion without the heart of God. If you look at the natural circumstances of the cross, it was the religious people who condemned Jesus to die on the cross, to be crucified because he didn't fit their religious mold. From the natural standpoint, politicians washed their hands and said, we are indifferent to this Jesus because he didn't profit them. It shows you, my friends, how the heart of man is deceitful because we sometimes even think we're doing God a favor, but not realizing that we're going against the will of God because the, the virus called sin makes us focus on ourselves. In the middle of the word sin is the word I. Hebrews 9 goes on to say, every human being is appointed to die once and then to face God's judgment. But when we die, we will be face to face with Christ, the one who experienced death once for all to bear the sins of many. And now to those who eagerly await him, he will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to bring us the fullness of salvation. And that is what the cross is all about. It's about the salvation of humanity, of every single human being. So my friends, here's what the cross teaches us. The cross tells us that suffering is universal. Suffering is part of life. Jesus suffers on our behalf and he shows us what suffering can bring life, can bring resurrection, can bring healing, can bring breakthrough. Also, sin is universal. It affects every single one of us. But the beauty is that God's love is also universal. And He can bring every single one of us in to His will. Forgiveness is universal. It's for everyone who would accept Jesus' sacrifice for them on the cross. All of that is universal, my friends, but receiving is personal. We each have to receive it. We each have to apprehend it. We each have to say, I am a sinner who needs a savior. I have also been affected and affected by this sin 
this virus that's inside of me and I, there's nothing I can do about it but to receive the gift of salvation through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. That is something that only you can do. God has done his part for us. Now it's up to us to embrace his gift of salvation through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. I'd like to encourage you to pray with me where you are. Jesus says that all of us are one prayer away from him, one conversation away from receiving forgiveness and salvation. On this Good Friday, it's good because it comes to make us good. But it was a brutal day for the Son of God. But it's good for us that He would go to the cross on our behalf. And so would you pray with me? Would you allow Jesus to come and heal you and restore you and forgive you of your sins? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, He will come into your life and cleanse your conscience and purge you and then empower you now to live not just a sinful life, but to live a resurrected life filled with power, filled with God's grace and goodness. And my friends, He will be with you every step of the way until you cross over to eternal life. So would you pray with me where you are today? Invite Jesus to come and forgive you of your sins. I'm going to say this prayer. I want to encourage you where you are right now. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm, I'm ready to receive the gift of forgiveness, of healing, of redemption. I want to be saved. I want Jesus in my life. So where you are, pray with me. You say, Jesus, today I understand that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And I understand that your death on the cross was you paying for my sins so that I may live free from the guilt of living a sinful life. And I understand that your grace now is mine and I receive it by faith that I am forgiven, I am justified, and I'd be made right with God because of your sacrifice. And I can have the guarantee of my salvation because of what you've done for me. So I thank you, Jesus, and I embrace you as my Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.